My headache won't go away. I get blurry vision. My balance is awful. I'm exhausted. We can all get these symptoms from time to time. But if you or a loved one notice you're getting a combination of them regularly, don't ignore it. They could be signs of a brain tumour. My headache won't go away. I get blurry vision. My balance is awful. I'm exhausted. To learn more about the common signs of a brain tumour, search Better Safe Than Tumour. Welcome to Let's Talk About Brain Tumours, the podcast where we'll be talking to people who've been affected by a brain tumour diagnosis, either their own diagnosis or the diagnosis of a loved one. We'll also be sharing news and updates from the Brain Tumour Charity about what we're doing to halve the harm and double survival. Hi everyone and welcome back. This is a spotlight episode of the Brain Tumour Charity podcast. Today we'll be speaking with Sarah, who's the events manager for the Brain Tumour Charity. We speak about how fundraising has changed because of COVID, but also how you can get involved and you can support the charity and the work that they're doing. So can we start by talking a bit about who you are and what your role is? Yes, so um, my name is Sarah. Um, I am the events manager at the Brain Tumor Charity um, and also leading on the Lewis Moody Foundation. So yeah, it's been kind of a, it's a mixed bag of what I do, I guess. So a lot of challenge events, a lot of physical kind of running, cycling, swimming, those kind of events and now get the privilege to also work on events such as celebrating you which are our kind of award ceremonies and so a very different type of events um, in terms of fundraising uh, kind of special events I guess would be the best term to describe those um, and then hearing more and finding more about this year because of how we're working in the team the events team now look after the engagement events so our family days our young adults meetups those kind of events which I've had the privilege of visiting and being part of but never having responsibility to work on them so yeah that's that's going to be exciting heading into new year and hopefully getting into kind of in-person versions of those kind of engagement events and why we're there to support those families you mentioned there some of the stuff that you were doing kind of pre-covid and pre-pandemic where it was kind of like and most people who are listening to this this episode might have been to one of those events especially like one of the twilight walks or one of the lewis moody foundation events How has that changed over COVID and what you're doing now? Yeah, so as you say, I think we all miss, I mean, yeah, I said the Twilight Walk flagship event for the charity. So it is, and it really is a massive community event. I think we've really missed that aspect of that event. Obviously, the fundraising is a huge part of what that event does for the charity and for people living with brain tumours and research. But, you know, on the day, the community feeling and people being part of something together is, is a massive thing that COVID has completely took away. So we had to pivot quite quickly I think we would have done it anyway and with you know virtual events were up and coming regardless of the pandemic being around but it kind of I think twisted our arms and many other charities you know the only way we were going to fundraise was going to be virtually um, and to try and pivot from what we were doing so we had um, I think one of the first events we'd kind of turned into a virtual version was a Snowden by Night challenge which we'd done previously in person and it'd been really popular we had around 50 people signed up pre-COVID for that June so we had these people that were willing and ready to do that kind of challenge for us so we launched our first virtual event within two months and had a virtual mountain climb slash stair climb challenge which we knew wouldn't be the same as climbing Snowden but you know no one could do that so we had to pivot and, and have virtual versions I guess of the events we were we were hosting um, and the Twilight Walk was one of those so we had 
the virtual toilet walk in 2020 in October when we normally hold it, but it was a month long virtual campaign. And again, we had no idea how that would go. You know, it's such a, I mean, you've been part of it as well. You know, you know, it's our flagship event. It has been for many years. The format has always been in person and we've been trying to increase the size of those walks and they were so great in person. So we had no idea what turning it virtual would do both in terms of the numbers of people wanting to take part and also the fundraising. We, we just had no idea what, what impact that would have. So we had, uh, it was a big learning curve through those few months, but actually the toilet walk did raise around about the same amount. And we were absolutely astonished to to see that it would, it pretty much raised what 2019's physical events raised, which, you know, I don't think we could be more thankful for in the situation we were all in. It was, you know, and the people, you know, the research we weren't able to be funding or didn't think we'd be able to fund or safeguard at least was, you know, that played a huge part in that. So, um, yeah, that went virtual, essentially the short answer of that, and then tried to learn what our community wanted and what they didn't want through kind of testing and learning, I guess, was the best approach for us. Just to pick up on what you said there about um, the, the the amount of people that participated in the virtual events and stuff. I guess for you as a team, it must be really incredible feeling to see those people come on board and believe in your guys' vision. Yeah, exactly. I think there's that knowing you've got to do something and turn it around quite quickly, but wanting it to also be the event, you know, that they know and love and do your best to kind of replicate that virtually is you're kind of in that middle. Yeah. Trying to find a fine balance between those two things and from feedback we've got and hope, like you say, the numbers speak for themselves in that we've had great success with those virtual events. So we launched three across the pandemic. We had, like I say, that it was called Conquer the Climb. We had the virtual toilet walk. And then in January 2021, we had Conquer the Challenge, which was kind of you know, a play, like Conquer the Climb, it kind of a, a subsequent challenge to that. But it was a bit more varied. What we learned with Conquer the Climb was, you know, we did it quite niche to that event because we were trying to replicate that event. But um, people wanted to do their own thing. They wanted to cycle. They wanted to swim. They wanted to, you know, we didn't want to kind of constrain it as much and give people that option to kind of do what they want with it. And that third one did equally as well as the first two. And again, the community got really behind it and, we weren't sure again with the similar name or the similar kind of concept how that would go but people just you know you give them a set of rules and they kind of take it as to how it means you know what it means to them and find numbers and stats that mean something to them and their family their situation their experience with the you know, brain tumor and completely make it their own and actually it's you know it doesn't matter you know that's the event they want to take part in we've given them the framework to do that and we've given them you know the support they need but people really really took it took it on their own to kind of make it what they wanted it to be. So your full name, please. Um, Karen Bryant. And why were you running today? Um, I was running today for my dad, who passed away, uh, it's like 20 years ago now, from a brain tumour. So he was diagnosed with an aggressive brain tumour um, and he died within three months of the diagnosis. So, yeah, that's it, obviously very close to my heart. And, yeah, how did it go today? Uh, amazing. It was an amazing atmosphere. Um, you guys, as in terms of the Brain Tumor Charity, have been incredible. Everyone's just been really supportive. Loved every minute of it. Worth every ache in my legs right now. Loved it. Um, what would you say to encourage people to run the London Marathon, say, and obviously fundraise for the Brain Tumor Charity? I think, uh, I think, Anyone can run the marathon. I think you can. Anyone can enter. Um, I, I think it's a lot of it is in your head, and you know you sort of mentally think oh, I can't do it, but I think you, everybody can do it. And I would also say running for a cause made it so much more worthwhile.
And in terms of events that are happening at the moment and things that the charity are, are kind of championing to, to get people involved with, I know we've just had the London Marathon. What else has been happening is happening? So, yeah, London Marathon was, I mean, over the last, what was it, September, October has been bonkers. I think my team would absolutely agree. I think all the events team would absolutely agree that it's, we had, we've had nothing for so long and everything was packed into those kind of two months. Um, so it was kind of a year's worth of events that we normally see from April-ish to October, all in like six or seven weeks. So we, I don't think I've ever been so tired, but, you know, travelling up and down the country, which just that, just the travelling around has been lovely because, you know, we haven't been able to do that for so long. So, and going to events. So we've had the Great North Run, um, which was really, really great to go back up to Newcastle on a new route, which um, I think worked well, but I think, you know, it's such a famous route that that changed up people's opinions, but just great to be back there at such a big event. Um, we had London to Brighton Cycle, um, which was, although very, very rainy this year, and I can, it was very soggy, um, <laughs> a very great, like another one that we have on our, we have well supported every year. We've had Brighton Marathon, a few things have still moved. So Cardiff Marathon, Cardiff Half Marathon is now in March, you know, a few things are still have still deferred a little bit, but it's been a really busy period over the last eight weeks um, for us. And like I said, now planning kind of what next year looks like and what, you know, we don't know as as no one does. Um, but yeah, our best guess and, you know, hope for what people want to take part in, we're kind of building what those events look like next year and, and what opportunities we can offer to, to the community to get involved as well. Start with your name, please. Yes, so my name, well, it's Claire Dean, but my nickname is Bella. And yeah, why were you running today? Um, I was supposed to be running in 2019. Um, my dad sadly passed away from a brain tumour in March 2018. But I had um, ACL, my ruptured my ACL, so I had to defer for a year and then COVID. So finally, after two and a half years of waiting, I've finally managed to uh, run the marathon and I'm so happy to do it for my dad. How did it go? Yeah, it was good. Um, it's the first marathon I've ever run, as well as being London Marathon, so I was really excited, but it was harder than I imagined, but worth every minute. And obviously that, that uncertainty of what, what next year is going to bring and stuff, especially with the way that COVID is, and even like with the flu and stuff like that, and the way it's impacting on people's ability to participate. How can people get involved and support the charity through fundraising events? So on our website, we're currently going to be from now, like I say, confirming and updating kind of our places in events that people can go online, pay a registration fee and get your name in that slot. And then that's yours to prepare for and get training. And I realise that's when we're heading to Christmas, that's maybe not the first thing people are thinking of. But I know in the new year, that's going to be hopefully a, a people if it, you know, get through winter and see where we are at that point in January will be a big time for us hopefully people can have a look at what they want to put in their year what they can put in their year you know what dates but basically the website is going to host all of our kind of calendar of events that we are being part of all the information people need on there in terms of registration fees the kind of fundraising targets what support we can give them to, to reach those targets because we realize you know in this time that we've had you know asking for money and raising funds isn't easy and if you are going through you know, the reason people are supporting us is so personal. If they are living with a brain tumour or looking after someone that is, you know, fundraising isn't their first priority. Um, but, it, you know, we want to be there to support people to be able to reach those targets. So I would say if people see those targets and aren't sure and it puts them off, please get in touch with us. We're ha That's why we're here. You know, we're, we're here to help help you reach those targets and, and to explain kind of 
how we can give you kind of flexibility to do that. You know, we don't want anyone to be put off. People really want to take on those events. And even if it's a once in a lifetime, you're never going to do it again. I know every marathon runner says I'm never doing another one again, always has their name on another entry list at some point. So, you know, we're there to help people reach their goals. So please just get in touch with us. Um, but look on the website for what we're involved with and what we've got to offer kind of going into next year. Amazing. Well, thank you for joining me today, Sarah. It's been amazing to chat to you. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Spotlight series for the Brain Tumor Charity. I'd also like to say a massive thank you to Claire and Karen, who you heard during the course of this episode, sharing what being a volunteer and a fundraiser was meant to them. Without their hard work and fundraising efforts, the charity wouldn't exist as it is today. If you found this episode helpful and you want more information on how you can get involved and support the Brain Shimmer Charity, head over to thebraintumorcharity.org. Whether you've been diagnosed with a brain tumour or a family member or friend has, the Brain Tumour Charity are there to help. To get information and support, call 0808 800 0004. That's 0808 800 0004. Thanks again for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss an episode. If you'd like more information, you can visit our website at thebraintumorcharity.org or email our support team at support at thebraintumorcharity.org. And finally, before you go, if you enjoyed this podcast, please can you leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts so we can reach more people and raise more awareness. Tamsin and I work in the individual giving team at the Brain Tumor Charity. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you or a loved one have been diagnosed with a brain tumor and are worried about your finances, the Brain Tumor Charity's Benefits and Money Advice Clinic, run in partnership with Citizens Advice, is here to help you. Our expert advisors can help you access the financial support you're entitled to, as well as give advice on how to make the most of your money. To make an appointment with our Benefits and Money Advice Clinic, Visit our website at thebraintumorcharity.org slash money or call our support team on 0808 800 0004.